Hello, and welcome to the Breaking Into Business podcast with Melissa Ellis. I'm your host, Melissa Ellis. I am so happy you are here to talk about the things we had to break out of in order to break into the businesses, tech companies, achievements, ideas, and innovation in general so that we can fulfill our purpose in this life. So thank you for joining me here today. I have an amazing badass guest for y'all. And I'm so excited to be able to jam with her about this topic today, but I want to introduce you all to Luba. Luba is the CEO and founder of Bright. She has been in the beauty industry for over 20 years with experience from retail to national cosmetics manager of a Canadian beauty chain, owning two beauty salons in two countries. And now CEO and founder of Bright. In 2020, Luba was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer. And as soon as her oncologist said, your skin is going to burn, peel, blister, and hyperpigment, make sure you use Vaseline. She knew that Bright needed to create products that were specific for cancer patients and that are safe, easy to use, all natural, vegan, and scent free for other cancer patients out there that wanted to feel normal. Luba immediately thought, Heck, Bright already specializes in hyperpigmentation for the most sensitive areas. That's when she knew she could really make a difference. This was her calling. This was her purpose. And Luba, I cannot wait to chat with you about this calling and this purpose and everything you're doing. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to dive into this topic. I know. Okay, so before we we introduce our uh, topic for today... Will you just tell our listeners what Bright was about, especially before you introduced your products for cancer patients and hyperpigmentation and all of that? So Bright started as anal bleach. That's it. That's all. Hyperpigmentation for the sensitive areas. That's what it was made for. That's how it was born. That's what we did. Okay. So we're talking anal bleach. But let's, okay, this is, I love this brand. So when you decided, all right, we are, we're going to specialize in anal bleach. What were, did you have any concerns about, oh my gosh, like, how do I brand this? How do I make this make sense to people? Like talk us through your branding process when you realized that this was the initial calling of Bright. Yeah. So I like, I didn't care. Like I knew that it needed to be out there. People were already concerned about coming in and asking for a Brazilian or a Brazilian. And I was like, oh my God, these poor people, like they just want to get waxing done. They can't even ask for that. So I was like, I need to come up with a campaign that's very in your face because if we could kind of make light of it and have fun with it and wear sassy t-shirts, then it opens up that conversation. It opens up that door and it's much easier even going back, like, oh my God, like 15 years ago with the waxing salon, I would make the girls at reception when people were calling in for like a bikini wax or a French bikini, because, oh my God, I would never get a Brazilian um, until I get into the room and actually ask for it there, right? Which always happens. So I would say to the girls, you have to ask, do you want between the cheeks? Do you want our BTC? And they're like, oh my God, I can't. And I'm like, then this job isn't for you. And that was a receptionist, right? Because I was like, it needs to flow as easy as, do you want to supersize that? Do you want fries with that? It needs to flow that easily. So with Bright, I mean, it it's so in your face. Yeah. And it 
I think it absolutely has to be because you hit the nail on the head that there are people looking for that service and they truly want it, but some of them may not feel comfortable asking for it, or maybe they've asked for it in the past and they got shamed or ridiculed. And the salon was like, oh my God, no, we don't do that here. Uh, So you had to create this, hey, this is not only a safe space for it, but it's accepted. It is invited and you are absolutely welcome here with the, if you want to get between the cheeks done. So with all of this, um, what, if any kind of, did you experience any kind of backlash from, or have opinions from other people that were like, this brand is too strong. It's too in your face. Talk to us about that. Oh my God, girl, all day, every day. Like I always say that you either love bright or you hate bright. There's no in between. Um, I was just talking to Danny, who's the show director at LNE from the Miami show. And I was like, Danny, tell me what they say. Like, tell me what the other vendors say when they call and they ask about us. And she's like, oh my God, Luba, like it's either they'll call and they'll say, is bright going to be at the show? And the first thing Danny says is, do you want to be next to them? Or do you want to be on the other side of the convention center? Like it, it, like we are too, too much, but you know, isn't there like some saying out there? It's like all over TikTok right now. Like if I'm too much, then go someplace else. Or if I'm too much, then listen, like we're not doing anything where we're making you do anal bleach. We're not making you buy the product, but we have an option for people that want to have it done. If you don't like it, stay in your lane, you know, go do your bikini waxes or whatever you want to do, but there's an option for everyone. Yeah. Okay. So this, uh, you know, where people either want to be right there with you or they want to be far away from you that they're like, this is not for me. I don't want my, you know, my team or whatever associated with this kind of brand. Um, does that ever, and I know for you probably not, but for people on your team, does that ever ruffle feathers? Like, are there people who are uncomfortable with it and they have to get used to this idea of polarity inside of the brand? I think what happens is it ruins the vibe, mm-hmm. right? Cause we're like very, we meditate every morning before a show together as a group, we have a specific energy that we bring. So when people are attacking that energy and killing that vibe, that's what kind of starts to kind of like you can just feel it. You can feel it at the booth. And it's my job to come back and be like, this is who we are. We're not going to be ashamed of it. We're not going to back down. We're not going to turn our music down. We're not going to stop our whistles and yelling anal bleach and just kind of maintaining that energy. So I don't think the girls get like jaded by that. I just kind of feel because it's such a different space to be in. Like you look across to another brand and they're polished and, you know, clean and everything is very meticulous and we're literally like gyrating (laughs) on the floor right like we're like down like cardi b's wap like you know whatever is going on we're just doing our thing and it's so foreign um and i think a lot of people don't have the experience of working for someone that allows that Mm -hmm. right so i think they're kind of always just turning being like oh my god is luba okay with this because no one else really would be okay with it. Right. I mean, you have, you really have created a brand, especially inside of the spa industry. You've created a brand that is so unique and Mm -hmm. it's, it is very different. I mean, when you look at 
bright and the images that y'all use and the problems that you solve and the things that you talk about compared to other waxing brand and skincare brands and everything, it is like a night and day. So with mm-hmm. that, I want to talk about kind of owning your brand and being so clear on the vision that you're not comparing yourself to other brands. Did Have you ever fallen into that? I mean, I think that you're yeah, just I mean, like that, so strong in your brand I, I left, identity. <laughs> I, I left, I left my corporate job. I left a very cushy job because they, what they told me what their brand was and who their customer was. I was like, uh, no, it's actually not. And I had a group of like middle-aged to elderly men that were pharmacists that sat on a board and told me who the cosmetic buyer was that was coming into these stores. And I was like, I was in my early twenties then. And I was like, are you delusional? I couldn't say that, but I was like, you have no idea who your customer is. So I started marketing towards that woman, to that consumer that I knew that we had. And the numbers proved it. Like we were, you know, double digit increases, but I was constantly brought into the office and having my wrist slapped on this isn't the vision of the company. Mm-hmm. We don't have this customer. This is too sexy. This and like, listen, too sexy. I put David Beckham on the cover of one of her cosmetics magazine, and that was too much because oh. I put a man on the cover of the cosmetics magazine. Oh my god! And I was like, okay. First of all, our client is female, so number one, she's going to pick that up. Yep. Number two, David Beckham just launched launched his fragrance at that time. Now I'm really dating myself. He was playing soccer and he was playing in Toronto during the time of the launch of my magazine. So I was like, he's in town. We have stores there. I'm putting him on the cover and we carry his fragrance. What does it make sense about this? Nope. They wanted it completely taken off. Totally got my wrist slapped too much in your, like I was always told, tone it down, stay in the box allow the competitor to do it first. If it works for them, then do it. And I remember looking at my boss and I said, and then we're dead in the water. Yeah. We are the beauty industry. We need to be first to market. You can't follow. You will not have success in following this. You have to be Mm -hmm. first to market. And they kept saying, no, no, no. And I was like, I'm done. I left, I started my own company and the very first t-shirt that I made was I used to work for assholes. Now I just bleach them. And I sent that to my boss with a letter that said, how is this for staying inside the box? <laughs> Did you get a response? No, <laughs> no. I love that so much, Luma. <laughs> so I... I want to go back to one very important thing that you said that when you started figuring out like, okay, who is the client that we should be trying to reach here? You started speaking to that client. The numbers proved that it was working and it blows my mind that there are people who are so dead set on, no, this is our identity. We are not drawing attention to ourselves. We are middle of the road. And it doesn't matter that what you're suggesting is factually making us more money because Mm -hmm. we're, we're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't get it. Like if you are afraid to make a difference or to draw attention to yourself through your brand, then you might as well close down because if you don't get attention, you don't get customers. I was just going to say like, you need to, you need to go work for someone else and in a corporate structure where you have to follow rules Mm -hmm. because like, this is not going to work for you. What you just said is no different than shopping with your own wallet. Mm -hmm. I don't have, they don't have the money to spend. No girl, you don't have the money to spend. We don't have those customers. Yes, you do. You just haven't offered the service in order for them to come in. I mean, I, I had a salon in Vancouver, British Columbia, very conservative here right? And we did more anal bleaching in Vancouver than we did in Las Vegas. Amazing. Yeah. Like it's, it's insane. It's like, there is again, a huge demand. There is a demand for whether it's anal bleach, whether it's, um, you know, anything else out there, there's somebody who needs it and wants it. And if you can present it in a way that they identify with, then you're creating evangelists. And mm-hmm. and so let's talk for a second about polarity and brand because obviously Bright is extremely polar. And mm-hmm. what, what have been the benefits of being so polar? Just transparency and honesty. Mm-hmm. Like I think when you're just so, when you're so open and transparent Like there's just nothing to ever go back on or be worried about. Like everything we do is fully transparent. Everything from like listing our ingredients to talking about the ads that we do to talking about, you know, the stories that we've had with, with customers or whatever, everything we do is just, it's, it's out there. It's very black and white. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like with any of the, um, I don't want to use the word hate, but Anybody who is on the other side, like you're in this poll and they're in, on that side of the polarity in branding. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever felt like, oh, maybe this is too much? Or have you had any experiences where you can see like, okay, yes, we're definitely drawing this hard line in the sand. Mm-hmm. And how have those experiences either, I mean, how have they benefited you? We'll be back after a quick break. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. So when I opened up in Vegas, um, so remember, I've already, I already had a salon in Vancouver, Canada for two years. And we were already doing anal bleaching. When I opened up in Vegas, I had protesters outside of my business before I even opened because they were so offended with anal bleach. Oh so those God. of you who don't know, outside of the Vegas Strip is a whole different community and it's very religious. Mm. So my mind was blown. We were kicked out of hotels with our shirts on. We were, and we were just like patrons of the hotel. We were kicked out of gyms. We were like, 
we were not wanted. People did not want, I'm, and I'm trying to open up my business in a recession as a foreigner, mm -hmm. as an immigrant to the country. So I had so much pushback, but I've always come from a place of just, I don't know, my friends call me crazy, but I just, I've believed in all the things that I believe in. So specifically the brand that I just don't give a shit. Like it's just going to work. There's not even an option of failure. I know people want it because I sat at my front desk for two years in each business working as the receptionist. I talked to people, I did my research. I saw the numbers once I brought it in and started doing it. I just don't care. You know, other people's opinions don't pay my bills. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This, oh my gosh, this is something that I see all the time in Spastrong um, with the clients that we consult. They're so concerned about what other people think of them and not even the right other people. Like you should be concerned about what your ideal client thinks of you because uh, you've got to be in alignment with them. But that's pretty much it right? Like you don't need to be concerned about what the competitor down the street thinks of you or what the, uh, you know, the trade publication thinks of you. Like that's not your ideal client. And it's so refreshing to have somebody come on here and say, my brand is different and it's loud and it's in your face and it is perfect for us. And who gives a shit if other people disagree because their name isn't on the lease agreement, their name isn't on any aspect of your business at all. I remember doing the Vancouver beauty show last year. It was the very first beauty show of the year after the pandemic when everything started to slowly open up and people in Vancouver were like, oh my God. And you could see they were like circling around our booth, like taking a wide, wide turn <laughs> so they didn't have to be near it. And after about half an hour, this gentleman came up to me. He's a business owner, a salon owner. And he said, do you know that everyone is laughing at you guys and pointing fingers about your brand? And I just went, oh, it just feels like high school all over again. And I said, so do you want to buy a set and laugh your way all the way to the bank with me? Or do you want to go with them? Within the first two hours of that show, and it's a very, very small show, we sold out. Amazing. So could you imagine if I took his opinion in the first 20 minutes? I'm like, oh my God, we should tone this down. Maybe we shouldn't be here. If I put that vibe out there to my team to make, you know, to make them uncomfortable and having those conversations. Instead, I was just like, oh, well, that's shitty. Looks like you're not going to be making any money on this. And if that's, if that's how you feel, or here's, you know, the return on investment that you can make off one service. Yeah. I just, I, that is so powerful, Liva. And so many people, again, are more concerned with others' opinions. There would have been other people who would have listened to this person who, I mean, what authority did he have to come and share his ideas or his insight with you anyway? And because you didn't, look what y'all accomplished. You said you sold out in the first two hours. I mean, amazing. I mean, I just think, any press is good press like go ahead and talk about like oh my god you know that the salon across the street does anal bleach please do so so the word gets out like you're literally doing my marketing for me yes 
Absolutely. Now, just really quick in talking about this concept of polarity inside of a brand, the the clients that book with y'all and the accounts that retail and sell bright services, do you feel like do you feel like they would be as loyal or as all in with bright if y'all were kind of wishy-washy or you toned things down or you stayed kind of middle of the road as opposed to being so extreme in your branding? No, I think that our sales would reflect differently. Um, I think there is no way that we would have had the vast success that we've had in such a short amount of time. And there's no way that we would have the clients that we have. And this is a big part of it. Like stop trying to make your C clients into A clients. That takes 80% of your work. Take your B clients and then give them the tools they need to become an A client. Mm -hmm. We had people that missed out on our training in New York. So they flew to Miami for our training because we didn't let them in our class because they were seven minutes late. Mm -hmm. Once class starts, the doors are closed. We do not open them for latecomers. They flew to another state to see us. Those are the customers that we have. I don't want to deal with wishy-washy clients. You either love mm -hmm. us or you hate us. But in, in being so forward and doing what we're doing, those are the types of people that we, that we have. Yeah. You are attracting higher quality clients because they are all in. Because your, yeah. your brand is so strong that they can easily identify like this is what this is about and this is how it relates to me and either what I want for myself or for my business. And so you have a much stronger connection because they relate and they feel it and they love what you've created with that brand. We have a video that we did in West Palm. So West Palm, we were not well received um by the by the attendees at all mm -hmm. so my videographer was like oh my god there's nothing to film here and i'm like there is everything to film here i'm like i want you to i want you to film reactions I, how people were disgusted by us and i put it out there on our social media mm -hmm. like i showed people what people thought of us and a lot of you know brands would be like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't put it out there that this person doesn't like me, that they don't like the service. I was like, film it and post it. Yeah. And then the whole, like Elena did an interview with me about it on like, why are you doing this? And I was like, because we don't chase customers. We attract them. Mm. We've always been different. I've always been different. This is why I started my company. If you don't like it, move on. Right. Go buy a mask next door from the facial people <laughs> and have a quiet, relaxing time. Like, I don't care. We're there to provide a service. It is what it is. We are who we are. I love that so much. We don't chase customers. We attract them. And everybody listening to this, if you are starting your business or your tech company or whatever it is that you're doing, if you have it already, but you are feeling like you don't have this strong brand, think about this. Who are the customers that you're trying to attract? It's too much work to go and try to convince people to like you. Find the ones that you can be aligned with and give them the brand that they need to be attracted to you. You're going to have much higher quality customers if you go that route, as opposed to, again, 
the middle of the road, playing it safe. Like people can't relate to that. That doesn't draw them in. The polarity yeah. is what does. And you, and you don't want that customer, right? Like we've, we've banned a handful of clients that have an issue with maybe, you know, they brought the product and they've got an issue with the branding, even though they can get all different types of branding that we have available to them. Or, you know, they've just been rude to staff about something. And I just, we just cancel their account. Yeah. You just can't buy from us anymore because I won't let that toxicity and that negativity within my space and my group because it filters down. Absolutely. It really does. And that, again, that takes a lot of confidence in what y'all are about to be willing to turn people away. And there are so many businesses out there that are just so desperate for any client that they'll take the low quality, the high quality, like anything in between and create more work and difficulty for themselves and their staff. But y'all are just so clear on what you're about, who you're about, and you're perfectly fine walking away from those clients and that money. I'm not going to spend 80% of my time trying to make someone happy who just will never be happy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. So amazing, Luba. Thank you for being here and sharing Thank your you. experience in having such a strong, incredible brand. Where can people learn more from you? So our website, brightenup.com, you can create a wholesale account there. Um, all social media platforms are Brighten Up. We also have a reality show that is really, like we, we kind of trickled down a little bit on YouTube. Um, you can find us there at Bright, B-R-Y-G-H-T. Everything will start to come to light and trickle down in January. I'm so excited for this. I cannot. So you can see all behind the scenes of everyone that hates us. <laughs> I'm excited about this. This is amazing. So we will link all of this information in the episode notes. Luba, thank you so much again for being here with us today. And to all of you, thank you for joining us. And I will see you in the next episode.